Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 132. This week on the show, I have an absolutely fantastic conversation with a band called Black Toothed. Um, I got to speak with Hendrik, who does the vocals, and Maddie, who does most of the writing and guitar work. Um, two super awesome people. Uh, really loved talking to them. We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, the evolution of their sound, kind of the formation of it. Uh, but very specifically, we talked about the new album uh, that just dropped a couple weeks ago now. And that album is called Julie. It's out now via a Rising Empire Records. Um, but we went into to these conversations about, you know, their sound and this album and how it's almost impossible to put them in one box. And, you know, if you guys have listened to any episodes of this podcast, I love when a band is like that because it opens the door for so much potential for them. It gives them the opportunity to to reach such a broad fan base. And I think this is one of those bands that if you guys jump over to, you know, wherever you stream after you listen to this episode of the podcast and hit play on their new record, Julie, you're going to say the same thing. There's going to be songs on there that you love. There's going to be songs that, you know, make the, your playlists and things like that. So, um, yeah, let's just dive into this. Let's dive into my conversation with Hendrik and Maddie of the band Blacktoothed. Perfect. Uh, so, to kick things off, I do start with the same boring-ass question every time. That's the simple introduction. Who are you guys? Kind of a little bit about the project. You go first. Okay, I go first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi again. Uh, I am Hendrik, and I am the singer of the band Blacktooth. And I'm 35 years old, living in Leipzig, Germany. Wow. That was such a brief introduction. Okay, I'm I'm Matty. <laughs> I play guitars for Blacktooth. So yeah, Blacktooth is like a sound-wise uh, describing as like as a modern rock-sounding band, I guess. And um, we have an album coming up, so stoked to talk about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's weird, you know, especially. I've been doing music journalism is almost pointless. You know what I mean? Cause like nobody fits in those boxes anymore. Um, so I, I do think, you know, most people label you guys as like modern rock, but I've been able to listen through the, uh, the new album a couple times now. Cool. And you've got a lot of like depth to this. It's not a surface level radio rock album by any means. Yeah. I mean, we had lots of people talk about it that way, actually. So that they are not too sure how where to place us in like a spe specific genre or scene. And I think that's beautiful. I mean, I think we fit in every sort of box. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I also get that it's probably hard to place us somewhere. So <laughs> I don't know yeah. where this is going. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think that's my point with that was like i i agree with you i think it's better when you don't fit in one of those boxes because like you don't want to be pigeonholed into cool you're just a rock band and that's all you can do like you guys have so much versatility just even in this album that like i could easily see you going out on tour with 
rock bands or maybe even a little more into like metalcore or hardcore type bands like you've got a lot of depth and, and range in it yeah and i mean we did that uh i think we played uh probably like three quarters of our shows were like metalcore shows and that worked and also uh a few weeks back we played at this festival um we had a headline slot after uh you know like German punk band <laughs> that's been around like forever <laughs> and we were like oh my god how can they put us behind these guys like <laughs> or like uh, playing after these guys but yeah kind of worked I mean lots of people were kind of drunk already I guess so <laughs> maybe that was that made things easier but <laughs> still yeah it worked yeah that that definitely helps anytime you have you know the drunk crowd it, oh, it yeah. <laughs> makes it easier yeah <laughs> um so Let's talk about the album a little bit. You know, you guys are with a rising empire, which for anyone who's listened to my podcast, I've had a ton of of their roster on. Um, it's a label that, like, I think flies under the radar a lot of time. Like, people don't realize how powerful their rec- or their roster is. Uh, what's it like working with them to start with before we dive into the album itself? Do you want to? Nick, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. I go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're just there. That's fine. I'm just here. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's like it's so exciting for us. Uh, obviously, this is the first label that we've ever been on. So um, you get you, you have to step up your game a little bit. Talking about socials and everything, you gotta you know keep keep that content up, which is definitely a challenge for us now. But um, it's also cool to have like some guidance whatever through the whole process and the scene and uh, yeah the whole market which is pretty rad <laughs> yeah yeah no i think i think you're absolutely right and a lot of people I, I say a lot of people like casual fans i think assume that you get signed to a record label and then it's just smooth sailing everything's taken care of for you but <laughs> to me that's like it's hard work to get to the label level, but then once you're on that label level, the work just doubles or triples right. a lot of the time. So I was going to say, like, the real work just begins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before that, it was just, like, post something here and there, like, casually, but now. <laughs> yeah, and we also talked about it, uh, the workload, uh, 10 minutes mm-hmm. ago for one hour. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, not so yeah. easy. We're having lots of talks about this. Yeah. Who does what and... Reaching out to, I don't know. <laughs> you have a lot of deadlines, apparently, <laughs> that you have to be <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah, it, I think, you know, the the big thing is not that anybody likes to think of their band as a business, but, like, once you sign to a label, you realize my band is a business. I have, yeah. you know, these obligations, and somebody needs to take control of Instagram while somebody else is doing Facebook, maybe, or whatever the, the job, you know, kind of gets divided as. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it is nice working with someone as established as a rising empire because, yeah, hey, guys, we don't know how to do this or, you know, we need some guidance. They're there to support. Yeah, I got to say, this is so easy with them. Like, conversation is really, really easy with them. Yeah. It's great. Shout out to Robin and Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, so let's dive into the, the album a little bit. Um Something I don't do anymore because I don't want to take away the meaning for anybody, you know, when they listen to it. I don't necessarily ask what a song specifically is about anymore because, you know, you may have written a song about a breakup and somebody else is like, oh, that song reminds me of my dog dying, like, or whatever, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, 
but I think there's some importance to it too, because you guys write really powerful messages within these songs and tackle some pretty heavy topics. Um, so as we kind of build into the album here, let's talk a little bit about how you guys have formed like the authenticity of your writing and the realness to your style. This is also a question for Muddy. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so so this is a bit different with Julie because we had these like three different recording sessions and probably every session had a different vibe to it. <laughs> so, but in the end, I mean, I started writing, so I normally write the songs and then we go over them and restructure and do everything. But the basic structure is already there when I uh, finish writing. And... Um, at the starting point of writing uh, for Julie, I I had this friend that was actually struggling struggling mentally a lot. So um, when whenever I would leave his house, it would I would have this kind of bad feeling of I don't know not knowing what's gonna happen now. And this is when I started to I uh, like okay I gotta write something about this. So this is how the lyrics of uh, Julie came together. So they kind of fit into this one topic. And um, yeah, so that was the vibe I was starting off with, and then just building these songs around this, if this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely yeah. think it does. Like, you've got that that almost uncertainty, right? You Like you said, you don't really yeah. know what's going to happen next. And then to kind of try to grab those thoughts of uncertainty and put them into words and, and build, you know, it, it's an interesting and beautiful thing with music when we can take emotion and put a soundscape to it so that it yeah. triggers those emotions. So yeah, that's why all these songs are quite dark <laughs> lyrically, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I, it also I fits. Think it, I mean, yeah, everybody struggles with something apparently from time to time. So kind of relatable, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. I think, you know, <laughs> even though they're dark and, and, you know, have their low points, if you will, it's such a common theme, unfortunately, within society that everybody's going to be able to listen to it and be like, oh, cool. Nope, I get that. You know, I've been there. Yep. No. Yeah, awesome. Um, so as we dive into the album here, um, which drops uh, the 29th, so in just a couple weeks now, which is super exciting for you guys, right? Like it's it's this thing that you've had and and been able to to hold yourself. But you know, what's it? Let's talk a little bit about that. What's it like as you get close to that time that now the world gets to see this? Like, what kind of emotions are going on with that? I think it's it's mm -hmm. a funny feeling because uh, when we started writing it, it was like. 2019 i guess some songs <laughs> so yeah the first songs like pulse for example and then yeah. now giving it to the world it's kind of like for me you're not not that close or related to the songs yeah. as you were probably when you wrote them and recorded them so this is i don't know but still sometimes you just listen back to the songs and think like oh i'm really curious of what uh the people are going to think about these songs so sorry but i didn't want to interrupt maybe <laughs> no no and do you want to it's it's uh i i would uh say the same i guess yeah. yeah well i think especially knowing that now that you know some of these songs are pushing three years old like yep. it is easy to like i don't want to say disconnect from the song but you know you've grown through the yeah. the event that was happening there so now it's like okay i'm i'm looking back at it versus living in it 
Yeah, definitely. But so like every song release is like very exciting and you think, oh my God, oh my God. And stress, <laughs> and stressful. Uh-huh. So at, at the end, I'm very, very happy uh, when the album is then uh, out. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have to... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because when promotion started, it was February this year and you're under, under uh, electricity the whole time. Um, you have deadlines and uh, releasing stuff, and boy, it's it's very hard when you're working beside full time and or have yeah. ch uh, children, mm. something like that, and then you have to take care of every release. So yeah, I'm very happy about 14 days <laughs> when the album is released. So yeah, but also very excited and proud, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, when you listen to uh, when when you record a song, you, you listen to them. Uh, I don't know. I li I listen to times. the songs a million <laughs> times, so it's it's nothing special for us anymore. But right. yes, it's exciting to see uh, what people say about the song. Yeah, well, I I will have definitely have to stop myself of checking uh, numbers like all the time, constantly being on the Spotify artist app or something. Just like, oh my god, how yeah. many people are listening? Oh my god, this is not enough. I don't know. Yeah. It every on. day, yeah. <laughs> every day. Yeah, no, and I I think that is it's an easy hole to fall into though, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, we we've done this thing, we've created this piece of work, and now I need to see how it's doing, and like. You know, I've said a, a million times on this podcast, like anyone that thinks an artist is getting rich off Spotify is fucking wrong. Um, <laughs> the payouts and royalties are not that great, no. but it does it does give you a really cool vision of like, okay, where are people listening? Or you know, like, yeah. who is this connecting with? Yeah. yeah, definitely. And also, I mean, it's still insane to us how many people have streamed the songs. I mean, before before you never know which was the first single was released i mean we had <laughs> i don't know how many monthly listeners do we have like 150 200. or something yeah 150 yeah <laughs> and now like it's going up <laughs> still i mean yeah. just crazy in, in your head about numbers <laughs> all the time <laughs> well i think it'll be cool you know as this comes to to full realization um you know, those numbers also help for figuring out tours and stuff like that. Like, okay, we know that we're tracking really well in these areas. Like, we need to go see those people versus, you know, the, the states are obviously a little different when you run into, like, the massiveness of the country. So, like, it's yep. easy to say, oh, I need to go to Chicago. But then when you look at numbers, it's like, mm, maybe I don't need to go to Chicago. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently then we would have to come to the states, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, hopefully, because, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of potential for you guys over here. I would um, love to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll figure out how to make that work. Um, <laughs> so diving into to some of the tracks here, um, like I said, I've got to listen to it a couple times through, and there were a few that, like, really, really hooked me in. Um, oh. And I, I want to kind of kick off with Savior. Um, yeah. So, again... I don't necessarily ask specifics on it, but like there's obviously like a, a real raw emotion to this song. Like what's it like getting in that headspace to start writing about this sort of stuff? Mm, well, that came about when I was, again, talking about this uh, whole like mental state of some friends I was having at the time. And um, 
you know, I I love to be somebody that people can talk to and everything because I like to engage and I like to help or whatever. But sometimes I think like, uh, some sometimes you just need the help of a professional. So I can't be the only one you can talk to because this is too much for me. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm obviously not trained for this situation. <laughs> so um, that's that's what Savior is about, like lyrically. And I guess when I started writing this, this was this came together like so easily. I had this chorus idea, and then I think one session, uh, one evening, and I just wrote Savior. I guess. <laughs> So that was like super quick. So sometimes you have these songs that you just start writing and you know how everything has to sound. And it's just, yeah, but maybe it's because of the message. I don't know. I just knew what I was going to write about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and for you, Hendrik, like, what's it like taking Maddie's words and then <laughs> putting that voice to those? Because sometimes that can be a trick, right? You're not necessarily in the same headspace as her when she writes. Mm -hmm. What's it like uh, to yeah. try to do that? <clears throat> so it's uh, it's very simple because um, every song lyrics um, I can I can feel every song lyric because uh, we talked about every human being has some trouble with some mental issues or something like that. And uh, only for example, uh, Pulse is one song for me. I can feel it one hundred percent. I had to take a break when I recorded the song with vocals and because I was emotional and it was very bringing me down and yeah I, I need five needed five minutes to uh to calm down and uh it's the same for savior savior is one of my favorite song from the album um i love especially the end when the voice came higher it's uh, it, yeah it's very nice yeah it's one of my favorite songs because um this song is the perfect uh, meltdown from Matti's uh, songwriting and my um, perspective of our band. What is our band all about? So <laughs> it's the perfect mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, then following that for me was Tidal Wave because again, that swell of emotion kind of takes over. Um, I think the, the interesting thing for me between, you know, the opening of the album, even just a tidal wave, is kind of the the expansiveness of the soundscape. Like I said, you guys have such versatility. Like within those first four songs, you've really started pushing the envelope of what "quote unquote" modern rock is. That's so cool. I definitely feel a vibe here because it, these are my two favorite songs of the album. Actually, I just picked these. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and yeah, um, on a like a, a writing perspective. This is what I love about the band. I can just write anything and make it somehow fit into whatever Blacktooth sound is. <laughs> so yeah. we have this rock theme probably, but we can put everything in it. Like at the time I was um, listening to like EDM and US pop music a lot. And uh, I thought like, oh, I want a drop. I, I want I want one of these drops in, in a rock song. I don't know. So this is how Tidal Wave actually came together. You have these like clean verses with nothing really on it. I don't know, no, no drums, no nothing. But then you have this chorus, and this one has to really bring it. So <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. That was fun to write. I, it wasn't actually planned for Blacktooth. It was just like a yeah, like a coincidence that it ended up on the album because uh, Henny picked it <laughs> by accident. By accident, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess for for people that aren't familiar with how you 
or how people in general kind of build albums. What does that process look like for you? You know, we'll take a little pause on diving into songs. Like when you're putting together the, the, you know, core concept of the album and like, okay, we need to go to the studio. We have these songs. Is there like, do you guys work within a Dropbox? Like what's that kind of look like for you guys uh, when you're managing that? Mm, it's, yeah, it's all, also very simple. Uh, we are working with uh, Google Drive, and uh, <laughs> Muddy is writing some demos, or not demos anymore. She's writing um, and f finished songs. And production. <laughs> yes, and send, send us the link, and yeah, we listen to the song and say to her, uh, maybe, yeah, this part is not so cool, check this part, or something like that. And this is a very, very good and easy way to write songs, or yeah, for us. So um, at, at the beginning, it was very hard for me because I, I was uh, the former guitar player in the band <laughs> when I changed only to vocals, and I was uh, writing the songs. And yeah, now it's for me, it's, it's totally perfect. Uh, I trust her 100%, and yeah, you can hear she's a genius uh, in what she's doing, and... Um, yeah, it's 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 given and taken. Yeah. German, you would say geben und nehmen. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I can't be happier. Yeah, that kind of works out for us now. <laughs> yeah. Like our drummer usually also comes along and puts his drum lines on the songs. So because I'm not a drummer, just not. Oh, yeah, we have a drummer. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, we have a drummer, <laughs> and we have a MIDI bass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For the pre-production, we did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think that's that's a really cool way, you know, like, obviously, like I said, I've been doing the music journalism thing for so long now that, like, it it's cool to see how technology has advanced even the songwriting side of things, because it used yeah. to be literally pen and paper, maybe an acoustic guitar, and if you weren't around the homies, like cool hope i remember that like there's not a real good way to send stuff i mean that's what we did with our first album basically nobody had any equipment like recording software or anything so we just sat in the rehearsal room and had to record so or not not record but yeah memorize yeah, with mobile phone recording I remember, yeah, getting in the studio with uh, Chris, our producer, and we didn't have anything. So he was like, so we're just starting, like, a guide track, whatever. <laughs> he was like, ow. <laughs> but, but this is old school. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I think that knowing that, that uh, says a lot about the versatility, but also, like, the maturity of the band, right? Like, oh, to definitely. be able to do it as bare bones as, as necessary, but also to move into this much more fluid fashion for it. Yeah, I mean, it gave us this deal with the Rising Empire, apparently, because we started writing songs differently, and then they teamed up with us, so. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah that's super cool. Um, <laughs> another... Another one, uh, Hen Hendrik already touched on it a little bit. Pulse is obviously, you know, the lead single, kind of like the song to start showcasing off this album. I think, A, it's kind of a no-brainer uh, that this is the, the single, you know? Like, there's so many yeah. solid songs on the album, but when you look at it from a playlist or radio play type of situation, Pulse is the easy pick. Um, when you guys were in the recording process for that, 
do you attack it intentionally like that? You know, knowing like we have to figure out a song that's going to to be the lead, or was it kind of a, a more organic thing where it just happened that the song took form? Mm, I think um, we so we had the pre-production, and from that, I think we were already getting that vibe of uh, maybe this is gonna be a single, and then we recorded it, and also we decided to put uh, Kazim from uh, X Alaska on on the track as well. So when he sent uh, sent us his uh, files, we were like, yeah, come on, I <laughs> was gotta one, be, it's gotta one, be single. I was one second away to leave the band. <laughs> When I heard this part the first time. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, he's, he has such a great voice. Yeah. No. Yeah. What's that, what's that like for you, Hendrik, when you work with another artist, especially someone like him, that, you know, you can, can see not only that respect, but also like, I guess maybe like a little bit of imposter syndrome kicks in, you know what I mean? Like, man, is he better than me? Like, do I deserve to do this? <laughs> Um, to be honest, yes, I had uh, big <laughs> problems uh, at the uh, when this uh, when this part came in, and uh, I, I really thought uh, thought about wow, wow uh, he is uh, ten times better than me. And but then uh, Muddy and the rest of the band says, "Hey man, um, we you don't need uh, Kasim for the song that to uh, that the song can be big." So um, yeah, and. I think I'm I'm man enough to say yeah okay he is a different singer than me um, he's more the soul and uh, um, jazzy singer and I'm a, a rock pick when I say this uh, so it's okay we are different um, he is a wonder he has a wonderful uh, voice and uh, I think I also can sing a little bit so <laughs> I mean I, I'm. I know a grow a, a matured a, 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 wow sorry um, matured yeah I matured and uh, <laughs> okay for me okay yeah. yeah I mean um regarding the feedback that we got for 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 the whole uh for, for every single basically I think you can be quite sure about that you can sing a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks <laughs> yeah you're welcome wow <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's talk a little bit about seasons. This is getting, you know, as you guys are transitioning to the the close of the album. Um, again, you know, I think it's important. I talk a lot about this on the podcast. The importance of the album structure. Like the first few times that you listen to an album, it absolutely needs to be front to back so that you can get the real flow of what the the intent of the story is. Um, with seasons, you know, leading into the the end here, of of the album, um, was it was it an intentional like play on words with seasons because you've made so many transitions through the the album as far as song structures and things, or did it just happen to be that hey, this song is really cool and we're gonna put it here? That's actually the boring explanation for this, I guess. <laughs> so we wrote season in the second recording session. Um, I don't even know why it, it got changed a lot. I guess from from our producers, um, we had a totally different chorus and everything. I so remember. I think it was just like, okay, it's already recorded. Now we're gonna we have to write an album. So obviously there is gonna be some songs on it. <laughs> so <laughs> let's put it there. <laughs> I think it fits though because, like I said, it 
kind of is a really nice transition piece into to the final track yeah. with Julie. Um, yeah, right. For the electronic so, bits. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I was going to get into. The mm-hmm. as that little like synth and MIDI stuff starts to creep yeah. in, it's like, oh, this is this is cool. It's a little more explanation exploration as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe we hey, we did something good. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> good decision. <laughs> awesome. Uh, talk about Julie. So, what what's the significance of the obviously the name of the song, but it's also the album. Like, what does this song mean to you? Okay, so yeah, it ha- obviously has a meaning to it. So, um, it's named after my mom because, <laughs> uh, yeah, her name is like so in German you say Juliana, maybe it's like something like Julian in, uh, in English. So, um, yeah. yeah, because she actually supported us like big time with the album, and um, I thought I'd like to honor this. This is why I sing the track, this is why I, I made the track, and yeah, this is I thought probably a great way to honor honor her support (laughs) yeah no that's that's really cool because you know like again i think those sorts of things for casual fans or casual listeners they go unnoticed and that's why i love having these types of conversations is like it takes everyone in the band to make an album but there's so much outside of the band that influences that album as well yeah especially that it costs a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's something I, I try to drive home on the podcast a lot is like people think, oh, they, they signed a record deal, like the record company paid for the, the album. Yeah. Well, kind <laughs> of, but we pay that back. <laughs> yep, definitely. Music is a very expensive hobby. <laughs> yes. Like career in general, I guess, at first. Maybe at some point you will make that back, but... <laughs> Not even sure if you get to that point. <laughs> yeah, by today's standards, it, it's definitely. I mean, maybe now post COVID, like there's yeah, there's a little more hunger for live music and stuff. But like, mm, definitely. Oh, I think you got frozen there. Frozen. Damn. You have a demon inside of you. There we go. Sorry. Ah. My my internet died on me for a split second there. Welcome um, back, Josh. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, no, what I was saying, though, is like, what I don't think a lot of people understand is like, they think the money comes from streams and things like that, and that's not the case. It's it's the live music and getting out on the road and things yeah. like that. So yeah. hopefully people are, are more hungry now, um, you know, post-COVID, because we, we lost live music for so long. Mm. I think people are more eager to get out and and see shows. Yeah, definitely. Although this is kind of hard for us at the moment because on the level we're on, most uh, clubs are like booked. Yeah, Yeah. overbooked. Yeah. So we were actually planning on maybe going on tour in September, but it's not possible. (laughs) No, it happens. Uh, We'll figure something out. Like I said, there's... There's plenty of stuff in the U.S. You just gotta, yeah. you know, hop on a plane. So, <laughs> yeah, um, let's go, let's go <laughs> directly. Yeah, but... yeah. Um, so one of the questions I, I really enjoy asking when an artist has a, a new album coming out uh, is it's kind of a two-part question, and I want both of you to answer it, unless it's the exact same answer, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> 
What's no. <laughs> the song that you think people are going to latch on to and kind of, you know, carry the album with? And the flip side of that is what song do you want them to latch on to? Mm, so I think that people can... Oh god, no! This is this is tough. This is tough because we have so many different peoples in the scenes that are gonna mm. listen to this album. So, yeah, for the metal people, it would be Body Bag. I'm pretty sure because it has like this breakdown thing. <laughs> I'm talking metalcore or metal people. Metalcore, but yeah. I think in general, or I hope that Savior is gonna just uh, lift up and be the album song. I mean. That's what we're planning on anyway to put it as an like sort of album focus song, but um, yeah, like I said, my favorite is Tidal Wave, so I would love if people just dig into Tidal Wave just for. I mean, I know it has a very very um, yeah deep and dark vibe, but the song is such a I don't know happy song that I I don't know I I love listening to it still even though I hate most of the songs I write. Uh, wow. <laughs> it just happens. I don't know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. It just makes me happy to to listen to the C part of, of uh, Tidal Wave. So that would be my favorite. And uh, yeah, For me, it's still, that. if you want to say so. I don't know why, but if you want to yeah, say like, so. But yeah, for, for your personal song or for the, that's what people are going to take away from the album. Yeah. Song. For the people, because it's yeah. it's a wonderful, wonderful combining of 80s hard rock and modern um, rock or metal music. It's like a little bit of Shinedown, it's a little bit of Motley Crue, it's a little bit of everything and packed in fresh and vibey new sound. So, Yeah, but do you really think that the people are going to take that no. as... It's no, savior. Right? It's the savior. Okay. <laughs> gotta be savior. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be we'll savior. See. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm yeah. very curious of uh, how they're gonna take body back, especially the metal. Because, because of the, the name or rock. because of the song? No, <laughs> not not the name, but because of the heaviness heaviness of the song. I don't know. Heaviness. Heavy. Yeah, you're totally right. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely, I think, the heaviest on the album. Um, and I think, I think for me, the one that I see people grabbing onto is probably Pulse. Obviously, with oh. it being a single, that, you know, helps a lot, but just because it's already had the exposure. But I think for me, uh, I want Tidal Wave to be the one that that really gets Yay. gravitated to as well. So uh, there's, I'm telling you, there's something in that song that I, I. It was the first song that I went back to. I played it straight through twice, and then the first song I went back to was Tidal Wave. See, but it's also like growing on people. When we recorded Tidal Wave, I think our producer was like, I, "I'm not sure what to do with this one. Let's just record it." And then after we finished and did a little bit of producing work here and there. He was like, I actually really like this song now. <laughs> Hendrik, you better get used to singing it because it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's one of his favorites too. You can't... Yeah, yes, it, it is. It is, yeah. Um, We're going to play it's... if you want to say so. We're going to play it anyway. Yeah, uh, if you want. Yeah, Tidal Wave is, uh, by the way, one of the easiest songs to sing live. And Pulse <laughs> is one of the hardest songs I ever sung live on stage for real. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. But we have to play both, so whew, no choice. Yeah, 
the oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. Start doing the cardio now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, For you guys, you know, you mentioned the, the live show. So obviously with some of these songs, they've, they've existed for a long time, but how much of that plays a factor when you are kind of in that formulation standpoint of the song? Like, you know, what could we do to make this more fun live? Like, does that play a factor or is it, we just have to worry about the message of the song and we'll figure out cool stuff later? I don't know, actually. I I just start writing whatever I want to write and don't really think about life until it's finished recording. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. he has to sing whatever I, <laughs> I <Yeah>. suggest. <laughs> Apparently that's hard. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes, but yeah, but sometimes I, I uh, say to her, uh, we need some uptime parts yeah, or some all the time some jump parts or something like that. Not 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 metalcore, uh, but some you know some vibey move her ass yeah. songs or or parts in the song. Yeah, uh, yeah. Matty hates me for that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm, he's right though. Otherwise, we would just have uh, an album full of tidal waves, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good luck getting through that one, Hendrik. Uh, right? <laughs> you said it's the easiest to sing, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, that that may not make it the most fun to sing. So you know, just because yeah. it's easy doesn't mean it, it's fun. Um, oh, it's not. Fun I do to think sing it is fun. For him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not fun. <laughs> um. So. You know, obviously, you you already mentioned, like, setting up tours, you know, coming in through the end of 2022 is kind of a a little bit of a task right now. But in a, let's say, in a perfect world, what would those tours kind of look like for you? Like, who are some bands that you would want to set out with? Obviously, Coming to America is on the list as well. But, like, kind of what does that look like for you in a perfect world? That's for you. Yeah, in a perfect world, um, we would choose to tour sometime with uh, bands like uh, the Camino Band from the States, mm-hmm. or Don Brocco, or in a very, very, very perfect world, um, supporting some bands like Iron Maiden or something like that. Yeah, this is a oh, big, the biggest this dream is the support. <laughs> dreams. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Bands like Camino Bandos, yeah, Shinedown would be would be uh, awesome and dreamy too, yeah. But for the start, we would be happy. Like we have some uh, mates on our label, like yes, probably know Future Palace. Yeah, they just released a really awesome album, and uh, yeah, we'd love to tour with them, for example. Yeah, or like and it's okay or something like that. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think all those would fit really well and. I'm glad that you brought up Don Brocco because like I've I've talked about them before and every one of my friends is like who the fuck is that? And I'm like you guys just you're not paying attention because they're going to mess up the whole industry in the best sort of yes. way. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this is so different in the states, right? Some bands are so small over there but so huge like over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh Architects just dropped a new album and it's yeah. kind of that way like there's certain parts oh, really? of the states that they're huge, but like over there, they're one of you guys' biggest bands. Like people so flock to it. And it's like, it reminded me of 
years ago, I interviewed um, the lead singer from Yellow Card, and they were on tour mm. with a band from Japan called One OK Rock. And he was telling me this story because One OK Rock was opening for them. And he's like, dude, it's insane because in Japan, they sell out the fucking Tokyo Dome back-to-back -back nights, which is a 30,000-seat arena. Yeah, but over wow. here, they couldn't sell out a club. Wow. You know, I mean, like, yeah, same with Don Brocco then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Biz so bizarre. Yeah, definitely. I, I even think like uh, the Ban Camino is so huge over over the States, right? But I, I have yeah. no idea how how they would do in Europe. I don't know. If, I would love to see them, but <laughs> mm -hmm. me too. Apparently they're not <laughs> not here very often. <laughs> well, and and I think that's that's just it. You know, there's you know we talked about the labels and stuff like that too, obviously. But there's a little bit of that uncertainty or you know is it worth the investment because we've talked yeah, about sure. how expensive it is to be a band yeah. like it's really expensive to travel overseas and put on a tour mm -hmm. is it worth that investment are we going to see enough lift um but i think you know it's one of those things you know that until you do it you never know what options are out there that's true that's true so yeah we would love it someday definitely <laughs> yeah. Um, so, other plans for 2022? Are there like music videos? Kind of what's the the plan? Obviously, don't get in trouble with the label if you're not allowed to talk about it yet. <laughs> no, but... that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you consider the whole typical cycle of musicians putting out albums. For me, it would be going straight back to songwriting and start writing another one. Yeah. <laughs> Preparing so, for the next album, yeah. Yeah, but obviously, I mean, we have to uh, check out our live show, uh, choose the songs for the live set from now on as soon as Julie drops. I mean, we already chosen, but now we have to like practice and practice and yeah. prepare a killer yeah. set. And as yeah. a surprise, pulls us on the list. Okay. <laughs> Still, it made it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, play a couple of shows and see where it goes. Really. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't really touch on it, I guess. So you you mentioned you know like that you would love to just be back to writing. Um, how hard was it, you know, to do this album with some of these songs being pre-COVID, and then obviously recording and and doing all that over the course of COVID lockdowns and things. And to just be sitting on this and going like, I, I just want it out there so I can move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, you're always excited about the next recording session. So you that, that holds for a little bit. So you yeah. you go into the studio and you do do it all over again. Then you go straight back to writing. Then you, I don't know, half a year or a year later, you're back in the studio. So um, it holds up the excitement. I don't know. <laughs> sort of. But then, yeah, the, with the album finish and everything, um, actually, this time we were so busy with all the other stuff involved. Um, as soon as we teamed up with uh, Rising and all the stuff we already talked about that you have to do. So um, if you're like super busy like that, time just flies. I don't know. Um, with the last album that we recorded in, I don't know, it, it took so long between the recording session and yeah. the release. And this was horrible. Like we were just like, oh my god, it's a year later, we still haven't released anything. But yeah, now it's just it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. And we also I, I had don't worry about we this. We also had some couple of uh, sessions 
there, right? Two, I guess. Yeah. But no. why? Because we recorded two songs and we were just gonna. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Do the walk around with two labels and everything. <laughs> Long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially like those two years of lockdowns and whatnot, like it made time just seem Definitely. forever, yeah. you know. I, mm. The other day, I, I I had to write a letter to my university, and I had to sign it with the date and everything. I, I wrote the date. I, I wrote like 2021. I thought like that doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, did I never even write the date of last year? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with all the lockdowns, it's entirely possible that you know, yeah. if you were stuck at home the whole time, what would you need Sorry. to write the date for? Yeah, right. <laughs> Homeschooling <Yeah>. university. <laughs> Which is super bizarre. Like, you know, I know this is off topic from music to some yeah, degree, sorry. but like, <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. Um, but I, I do think that that's one of those really bizarre things about the way kind of society is forced to operate through that, you know, and it still ties into the music industry in, in some degree because, like, obviously you have live stream shows instead of live shows and, and mm-hmm. things like that. But I guess. You know, we'll we'll get it back into the little bit of deep and dark uh, thoughts, maybe. But what did that yeah. do, like mentally, to you guys? Knowing, like, shit, we we can't do the thing that we love to do, which is perform our music. Well, I got to do the thing I love to do because I love to write music. So. <laughs> yeah, and for me, honestly, it it was not endless. The time uh, sounds crazy, I know. But uh, I had a lot of work to do in my job, and I had a lot of focusing on my job. Um, so it was not so long. So sorry for th- saying this, but it was not so long for me. Uh, I mean, when you go back uh, two and a half years now, and where is the time? Time flies. Um, I mean, okay, we are stolen by two years of our lives, and uh, yeah. But we have the music. Yeah. Also, I gotta say, for me, it was kind of <laughs> perfect because I I had my daughter who was born in nineteen uh, nineteen <laughs> in twenty nineteen. Nineteen nineteen, yeah. <laughs> twenty nineteen, and um, I was I was already worried how it would be if I would be out, you know, gigging and everything. So um, now she's already three years old, and it's much easier to drop her off at her grandparents or something so um not playing live wasn't was actually kind of good so i could got to stay home and do that and now it's it's a lot easier to organize everything because yeah me and me and my uh boyfriend were both musicians and (laughs) different bands so this is (laughs) this is a bit yeah no that but that's honestly really cool to hear because normally when i ask that question it's you know it is the dark side of like uh, you know, being locked in my house and, you know, things yeah. like that, you know, from the isolation standpoint. But I think you both bring up really good points that, you know, like as shitty as it was, there was silver linings to it with, but it gave me the opportunity to do these other things. Um, you know, raising a kid takes a little bit of time. So yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> <kinda> does, <laughs> still does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah for, the, for the mental health as well, it's not, not a good time. Yeah, for yeah. you especially, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so to try to pull us out of that 
that dark <laughs> shit I put us in here. Uh, <laughs> who's on you guys' radar? So one of the, the other questions I really like, you know, bringing up, especially to bands kind of at your level, like who are you guys seeing kind of start taking form in the scene or, you know, who's, who's somebody that's impressing you that you think people need to be paying attention to as well? Well, definitely, definitely future fellows, I guess. And just... yeah, set your sails too. Yeah. Also, a female uh, fronted vocal, female vocal yeah, that's, fronted band. That's really cool. Yeah, they're really nice. Uh, I know. I don't. I don't even listen to rock or metal at the moment, <laughs> so uh, this is not a question also, for me. <laughs> yeah, but but also, I I think Chiefland is also a smaller <laughs> band. Uh, it's from her husband. Um, oh it's completely different music from uh, from our music, but it's very emotional and very smooth. Yeah. You can uh, flow away. This is yeah. I don't know how to describe, but I like the music very very much. So this is a band you have to listen to. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe check them out. It's real cool music. I'm, it's not even my style of music, but it's yeah, it's easy. So like yeah. emo, emo. Like yeah, like oh, a vibe rock type thing. Yeah, like Telecaster sound, <laughs> if you like yeah. that. <laughs> With the rhythm channel. <sighs> yeah, that's dope. Um, so to kind of transition in and, and kind of wrap things up here for us, um, obviously, you know, we're going to promote the album and things like that. What do you guys have uh, kind of partnered with Arising and whatnot for... Um, you know, are there LPs? What kind of merch is coming along with the album? Is there plans for any of that sort of stuff? Well, yes. I mean, we we have two shirts in in all the shops that you could already already pre-order. Yeah, one is like the typical album design, and another one that we just put together with our lovely um, guy who's doing all the artworks for Julie. And yep. um, Apparently, we get asked that a lot <laughs> if there's vinyl <laughs> coming up for the album. And we would love to, but not yet, maybe later. For now, we just have the CDs, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vinyl is so fucking expensive. Yeah. I know yeah. for a fact the average listener does not realize how fucking expensive it is to print yeah. vinyl. And it's also the thing is that you have to print a certain amount because they mm -hmm. wouldn't go under, I think, 500. And for a newcomer band like us, this is like would be kind of a gamble for everyone. So maybe yeah. if the streams are up and good, maybe then we can put a vinyl out. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's insane. I was talking to an artist about it, like because they had the album coming out on a on vinyl, mm. and then they had like three different variants with the different like splatter designs and stuff. Oh, like, and oh like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's Holy shit, that, guys. Yeah. Like, what are you wanting? You know, like, it's insane the amount of money that you're putting in. Yeah. And they said kind of the same thing. Like, it's a gamble, but we we feel like we're right there on the edge of, of being where we want to be. Um, and it's a really cool idea, but I agree with you on that mindset that, like, it's so expensive. I don't know if I can justify it up front. But I think yeah. that would be a really cool, like, opportunity once things come through that, hey, you know, now we've got vinyl, like, check this out um, yeah definitely and you know 
I'll say it. I don't care. Do the pre-order. Make people pay for it first so that they can foot part of that bill for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be the ideal situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's basically everything I've got for you guys. Uh, the kind of standard outro that I do is the boring-ass one, but uh, where can people find you online? I'm going to obviously link all of your socials, but where can they find you? What's the best way to interact? Things like that. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're on all the obvious uh, platforms, Facebook, yeah. Insta, and uh, TikTok as well. Um, maybe give us a follow on TikTok. Um, it's all Blacktooth, just plain Blacktooth, and you'll find us there. Same on Spotify and all the other streaming platforms. And yep. I think that's about it. <laughs> we can find us. But yeah, please interact. We love to to uh, comment on your comments and um, talk. Or you could also DM us whatever you're interested in. So we'd be happy to interact with you guys. Awesome. I appreciate you guys' time. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm stoked for the album. Obviously, I've cheated and already heard it but i'm really curious right, to sorry. see yeah <laughs> i'm really curious to see like you know what we've talked about you know where people are latching on and things like that oh, yeah. so um best of luck on on all this and i'm sure this won't be the last time that we talk you guys are i think on the verge of some really really cool shit so for that that's so cool thank you so much for having us again yes. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. absolutely Thanks, guys. That's the stuff you stay up late for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Have a good night. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> and that was my conversation with Maddie and Hendrik of the band Blacktoothed. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Huge, huge shout-out to them for staying up uh, late to do this conversation, <laughs> kind of like you heard Maddie say there at the end. Um you know, obviously, thanks to the time zone differences and all that, uh, we didn't start talking until about 11.30 p.m. for them. So, uh, you know, huge shout out for them taking that time um, and, you know, being available to have a conversation with me. Uh, it would be super dope if you guys would go make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow, all that shit. To all of their socials, I'll have that linked in the description of the podcast. Um, jump over to Instagram, comment on the post, and let them know that you liked the episode, you like their music, uh, you appreciate them staying up late to, to have this talk with me. Um, and yeah, I, I really want you guys to give this album a thorough, thorough playthrough. Um, you know, I think this is going to be the beginning like i said of of something big for them and i'm hopeful that you know we can all be on board and kind of watch them explode in the best possible way uh very very soon um that's pretty much everything i've got for you guys on this episode uh this is the first episode going live since i'm starting to do this but uh, if you would like to see the video of these conversations, I am starting to post on YouTube. So um, be sure you go over there and subscribe, hit the notification button. Um, I haven't fully decided if the episode video is going to come out the same day as the podcast audio or how I'm going to do all that yet. Um, you know, it's a learning 
learning process. So we'll figure all that out. But definitely go subscribe because I am intending on putting up a shitload of videos. Um, I'm going to go back through a bunch of the old videos, get them edited for it, uh, as well as trying to do the the new conversations that we have as well. So, um, yeah, as always, guys, thank you so much for everything that you do for me. Uh, I am working on more merch. I've got a few new items up. I uh, haven't really found a designer necessarily yet that has been able to kind of, you know, come to terms with me on some of my design ideas yet. Um, and I mean that in the best sort of way. I just, I haven't found anyone that, um, you know, really wants to take a swing at it. And I'm, I'm very serious about this, that, you know, it's, it's absolutely a paying gig. It's definitely something that I want to collaborate with and, and bring some designs to, to life. So if you or anyone, you know, uh, is a designer, a merch designer, let me know and we'll see if we can't connect. As always, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.